What if magic is a god? Let's see what ancient Egypt has to say about it. Hello everyone, I'm Angela and welcome back to my channel, your online resource for the academic study of magic and magic practicing religions and traditions. Today I thought I'd share with you the rather fascinating conceptualization of magic conveyed by the ancient Egyptian Heka. As Anne Jeffers highlights, since the 19th century, the Western world has understood magic as part of a number of dichotomies, the most notable being magic versus religion and magic versus science. This kind of contrast have affected which elements were taken into account when understanding the theory and practice of magical endeavors. For instance, questions like, is magic real? Does it concretely affect changes in my reality? Arise from an underlying comparison with science, whilst others, such as which entities are involved in magic? Is it a God-given miracle or is it demonic sorcery? Arise from understanding magic in relation to religion. This is a very sensible and sometimes instinctive way of constructing any of our inquiries, and yet it has its flaws. We need, in fact, to be wary of the ideology we employ as the starting point of our investigation, acknowledging our hidden biases, while also bearing in mind that the same concept may translate differently when applied to specific contexts and cultural frameworks. For ideas are not created in a vacuum, but result from a web of preconceived, pre-accepted notions, which act as the scaffolding for this network of interrelated thoughts. If you alter the scaffolding, you will then get a different building. But now let's dive deeper into Egyptian magic. Heka sometimes spelled with a final U, is the Egyptian word for what we would call magic, and has been tackled more than once in literature as a way of challenging the Western Judeo-Christian conceptualization of magic. For the Egyptians, Heka or magic was a divine force which exists in the universe, like a power or a strength, which could also be personified in the form of a god named Heka. The force of magic empowered all the gods, as well as humans and every other aspect of the universe. Heka in ancient Egypt mainly refers to three things. A god called Heka, magical power seen as the occult force that infuses the world of things and magical spells and rites. In Egyptian cosmogony, before the world itself was shaped into being, its creator 
conceived in his heart the force of Heka, which was both creative logos and the source of the dynamism inherent to the cosmos. As Heka himself is believed to have stated, I am he who the unique Lord made before duality had yet come into being. I am the son of him who gave birth to the universe. I am the protection of that which the unique Lord has ordained. I am he who gave life to the Ennead of gods. I have come to take my position that I might receive my dignity. For to me belong the universe before your gods had come into being. Down, you who have come afterward. I am Heka. Other sources report that the god Amon-Ra created all other gods through an act of speech, otherwise described as the breath of this god, whereby the universe was brought forth. Also, Amon-Ra's oldest son is believed to have been generated by Heka or magic while at the same time this occult magical power got hypostatized a terminology dear to neoplatonism into a god named heka god of magic and medicine although late speculations explained heka as the first work a more accurate significance of the term might actually be the one who consecrates imagery, as emerges from an Egyptian spell called How to Become the God Heka. The magical process endorsed by Heka emphasizes, in fact, the power of images, words and breath. These appear to be the three recurring means whereby Heka is set in motion and channeled to become manifest. Such a concept of magic cannot be opposed to religion, since magic is deemed to be the force that animates religion itself. Nor do we find any idea of white versus black magic, miracles bestowed by a god, in contrast with spells resulting from demonolatry. Both harmful and beneficial spells are sourced from Heka, with no subdivision of this sort being neither necessary nor worthwhile. As a result, whether it be Heka or more generically an activity not based on the laws of cause and effect was by no means illegal nor socially deviant. Also, differently from what we have seen in Western discourses on magic, in ancient Egypt magic was not immoral, it was rather amoral, meaning totally unconcerned with the rightness or wrongness of something. What I find so fascinating of this conceptualization is that magic in Egypt was not an activity, not a human endeavor, 
not something to judge or be judged by. Magic was the primordial and perennial force that animates life itself. And hence, performing a magical spell becomes an act of channeling, whereby this occult power gets harnessed into the shape of the chosen physical result, which needs to be manifested like weaving your own reality by means of its very fabric. A shout out to my new patrons, Hernan, Metis, Dean Schmidt, Yaku Yaku, and Katia Delaney. I'm so happy you pledged to my patron and I thank you so much for it. We've just started a series of lectures for the Magus level patrons where we study magic on primary sources, meaning the esoteric texts which are analyzed, of course, as always from an academic point of view. So this is it for today's video. Hope you liked it. And if you did, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, Activate the notification bell so that you will never miss a video as soon as it's uploaded. And as always, stay tuned for all the academic fun. <laughs> Bye for now.